0: Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a show dedicated to helping you escape diet culture, gain trust with food, honor your body, and live a brighter life. Hello, happy Monday, and welcome back to The Kitchen Table. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Alicia Brown, an anti diet registered dietitian nutritionist. And today, can I get a little bit personal on this podcast episode? I'm coming to you feeling very um, full because um, my dad, who's an avid uh, hunter, actually um, got some duck today. And I don't know if you have anybody in your family who um, hunts, but my dad has hunted my whole life. And I've always loved Um, like wild game. Uh, We do a lot of like venison and duck in this house, but only at certain times of year. Um, So I'm just coming to you like feeling like so full and satisfied after having a great dinner meal with my family and also tired after moving all weekend. Tyler and I, we have officially moved in, well not technically officially because we're having a mattress delivered Tuesday. That will be like our first night night in our new house, but we have officially like moved 90% of our stuff into our new house. And I want to share with you a little bit about the significance of this house in this episode and a little bit of what I've found in the process of moving that pertains to that pertains to up-leveling ourselves. That pertains to how we show up to new opportunities in life, or, or starting off on a, on a starting on a new start, having a new start right in life. And maybe you're in a new start in some area of your life right now. Maybe you are starting a new job, or in a new relationship, or there's some newness somewhere in your life right now too. And I want to speak to how we show up. To something new and how we want to show up as the best versions of ourselves. And in this podcast, we're always talking about how we can live bigger and bolder and brighter lives, right? Through sifting all of our food and body stuff. So I want to talk about how like sifting through the literal stuff that we have in our house this weekend, what it really surfaced for me like in this work of like metaphorical stuff of the stuff that like we hold on to. So I'm gonna break that all down in a little bit but I want to first share with you what this house really means to me and this is like super personal so I just hope you're ready to like receive this with me this morning. I know you're here for it but this is a less tactical like here's what intuitive eating is and here's how we can get started. This is more of just like a, a concept or an idea that I want to share with you as it pertained to my weekend this weekend. Um, so yes, I want to share with you first and foremost that by the grace of God, um, I'm living in this house that my dad actually built for us. My dad has been a craftsman his whole life. He's been a construction worker his whole life, raised by um, his dad who worked in construction. And there was a point in my dad's life where he was deciding whether he was going to go to college with the rest of his graduating class, or if he was going to pursue construction, which he had done all throughout his upbringing. And I always remember, you know, like he was actually enrolled in college, but decided that like, this was his passion. This is what he really knew how to do and do well, and he's just excelled at it his entire life. He's suffered in so many ways because of it, especially physically, but my dad is really, what, it, what he's brought with this house is so much more than just a house. Uh, he's brought his dedication to his work to the house his passion and his dedication for his work he's also brought his attention to detail I remember when we first bought the lot and we first started talking about this house he said Alicia I, I can't guarantee you everything in this house but I know that I can guarantee you uh, hardwood floors and windowsills. everything else is up for debate but in every house I build that is what we get um, so hardwood floors and windowsills this is just like the kind of guy that my dad is and I just want to Speak to that for just a moment because maybe you have somebody in your life that you just really admire that really has brought something maybe in a similar way like this to your life who's brought you these elements of uh, dedication and perseverance, attention to detail, these like lifelong um, themes that you've taken with you. Maybe it's a teacher that you once had, or a family member, or a friend that you have. But I wanna to speak to this for a moment because I think it's extra significant in this concept of building a house because a house is a place that I'm just realizing right now that literally holds all of the stuff. <laughs> it ha- it's, holds all of the love, it holds all of the memories, right? And it holds all of the suffering and pain too, right? This This house and so, I really feel held in this space being the house, being something that my dad had built for us. And so I just feel it's so important to start first and foremost, before even talking about the move, to just share with you um, a bit of this context of like having this space that you feel is yours, that you feel like can hold all of your stuff. Having my dad build this house I know that I'm f- I'm feeling held by the love that my dad put into the house. I feel loved in this space. I feel um, so grateful for it. But I also feel like comes with it. Like the sense of attention to detail. The sense of dedication to the craft, as I mentioned before. Living in the house, I absorb all of those things. Even just thinking about it. And I don't want to lose touch with that. Because I think that those themes are so important. And so... Getting back to the concept of like being held in a space. Right? Think of people in your life that have held space for you. What I mean by holding space here, I mean like people that have witnessed you in your experience, validated your emotions, made you feel like you as a whole person, your integrated being, made you feel worthy as an integrated being, your whole complete self as you are having that be enough. That is having somebody hold space for you and also when somebody holds space for you, they also hold space for your triggered self, right? They hold space for the frustrations and the anxieties and the pains that you're experiencing And so I think that there's this comment or this, I'm sorry, this, this thought anyway of like having somebody hold space for you is like one theme. It's like one kind of concept. And I hope that you have somebody in your life that can hold space for you. It's my work to hold space for my clients and I do my best to hold space for my friends and those I love, and my family. Um holding space is a really great thought. If you need a thought of like how you can feel like you can really love someone in their experience, um and love someone fully, you have to be able to hold space for them and just witness them and be with them in what they're feeling. Um no matter what it is. That's what it means to hold space for somebody else and that comes from a place of love. And I think that there's that common that that theme of holding space, but even greater. If you felt Um, Or if you've ever thought about your physical space as like the container in which you hold space for each other. I know this is a crazy concept, but I was thinking about this today, moving into this new home. I think there's something to be said of the space, the literal space that we live in that can help us create figurative space for each other. I think there's something to having a space that you live in feel sacred, feel like there is love there, feeling like there is the ability to hold suffering and pain there, but also memories and holding all of ourselves as they are and having that be enough. That is something that we can think of in our physical environment and also this idea of holding space for others. And I felt that that was important to share. So maybe right now, You think of your physical environment that you're in, right? Think of your physical environment. Is there anything that you could maybe think about or change or improve to make the space that you're in somewhere that feels maybe a bit more sacred, something that feels a little bit more loving, comforting, someplace where you want to feel like you can show up as totally, completely you? and also show up as the best version of you, too. Which brings me to the point of bringing all of our crap into this house. <laughs> so one of the most beautiful things I've found about marriage and family life is that not only have you collected all of your stuff and your parents, maybe, or, or parent or guardian has collected stuff for you your whole life. And I'm talking about like hair from your first haircut. Maybe it's only my mom that's collected that, <laughs> but she totally did. Maybe it's hair from your first haircut. Maybe it is like your first through fifth grade homework. all of your art projects, not only when you're married. Do you assume um, all of that stuff for yourself? Maybe somebody has given that for you. I know that I've collected so much stuff or my parents have that I've brought to our marriage. Not only that of my own stuff do I bring, but also my husband's stuff, right? So like now we have all of this stuff being brought to our new house. And I've already had this idea of this new house being like a sacred space, a a space that I greatly respect, the space that I had my dad built for me, right? So like I am bringing just like this, this theme of reverence and gratitude into this space. And I'm seeing as the movers brought in our stuff, all of our C-R-A-P into this space. (laughs) (laughs) right all of like the old stuff all of the memories that we've forgotten about um things you know old homework yes trophies awards all sorts of you know sports memorabilia to cookware to oh you name it hair care products wow, Um, we've brought all of this stuff into this space. And I don't know if you know anything about the Midwest. I know many of you listening to this right now are from the Midwest, and you know that we have this tendency to just collect. We just collect and collect and collect, and we hardly sift and discard a lot of the time. I think it's very cultural for us to, like, want to keep things here <laughs> in our culture in the Midwest here, uh, typically, but I really wanted to have this house be a fresh start for Tyler and I. After waiting a full year for this house to be built, I was craving a fresh start um, with some new sifting, so we've pulled everything together. Imagine Tyler and I and Amelia and this little bouncy thing, we're in the living room, and there's all of this stuff. And we're trying to decide whether, you know, we want to, what we want to keep, what we want to donate, what we want to give away. I mean, we had piles on piles. We had books on books. We had clothes on clothes. And we were doing all of this sifting. And I kept reminding myself of how I want to show up in this space, right? What I want to bring to this space, and this is where I come in with this idea of like how I wanted to bring myself to like a new job or how, what I wanted to bring into a new relationship, what I wanted to bring into my professional life, into my coaching, right? Like what version of me do I want to bring into this house and what past versions of me do I want to hold on to, right? And what do I want to keep and what do I want to throw away? And this was hard. This took a lot of, like, mental and emotional energy. Physical energy, yes, by, like, physically moving everything around, going from room to room, but mental and emotional energy of just, like, deciding, like, what matters and what doesn't. And in your life right now, as you're thinking about all of the physical stuff you own and also the, the person that you are, what do you want to keep and what do you want to donate or throw away? What parts of you do you feel like help you show up as this new, better version of yourself? And what parts of yourself do you feel like you need to let go? Like shedding that old snakeskin off and shining as the person that you are now without sinking back into the person that you were before. There's going to be a lot of things in life that bring up our conditioning. I realized this myself after living with my parents and Tyler's parents as this house was being built this year. We lived with our parents, first and foremost, because we got our dog, right? And then our our apartment didn't allow a dog, and so we had to move out of our apartment, but we thought our house would be built by October of last year, so we thought we were only living with our parents for a month and a half, and then that turned into, later and later, uh, just due to uh, complications and freezing of the ground of the house last year or whatever, and then the coronavirus hit this year, and everything's been just, like, so delayed, 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 and anyway, we're finally here and finally living in this house, but As I'm saying, a lot of conditioning has come in the past year. Our marriage has been completely rocked to the core. Our marriage has been completely rocked to the core. And in the thick of the coronavirus, we weren't able to go to mass, which is at the core of our relationship. We're living with our parents that literally, do you ever feel like you go back and be with your family or be with your parents and you're just like sunken into a past version of yourself? right? You feel like you're actually like, for me anyway, like reliving like my high school self in this house in front of my, in front of my husband. That's what we've been working through for the past year. And so coming into this house, I had this feeling of like, this is like finally a new start for us, a new start for me, a new start for us in our marriage, and a new start for us to have a family of our own and grow a family of our own. And I'm going to show up as my fullest most integrated self. I know that I got my shadowy parts that I'm going to continue to show up as in our marriage. They're going to come out and it's going to get ugly sometimes. It does with all marriages, right? It does with all new things. There's going to be ugly parts, right? But there's also like the real joy to be had and the opportunity for us to evolve and for us to grow. And right now, I think the most important thing that I want to share with you is that yes, you can sift through your physical stuff and your metaphorical stuff to get rid of the things that you feel like are weighing you down, the things that are pulling you down, the things that you don't want anymore. You can can offer yourself the opportunity to let those things go. I let my old figure skating trophies go. (laughs) I let my figure skating identity go, you know? (laughs) I feel like I did that a bit ago, but I'm still finding pieces of it that I'm feeling like, need to be let go. The memories remain, who I am remains, but the part of me is letting go so that I can embrace who I am today and also hold, again, that concept of holding space, right? I'm feeling like this house, I need to hold space for this new version of myself that I wanna become as a wife and as a mom and as a professional and as a Catholic, steadfast woman. I am growing into this new version of myself too. And I think that that's totally possible for you. You don't need to move into a new house, my goodness. That's not what this is about. You don't need to carve this new path and have this like cut and dry black and white fresh start starts now. If you can find a way in your life that that works or maybe it is the perfect time in your life for that to take hold. Like, wow, I'm glad that this podcast is super synergistic for what's going on for you. But I think even just like these concepts, right? Of like, what are the pieces of yourself that you want to work on letting go of? How can you embrace the who you are as you are right now more and create a physical space where you can thrive as that person that you are right now? And that can also hold that vision for the future self that you're continually aspiring to be. I was watching this like Matthew McConaughey clip that he, some speech that he said at the Grammys or the Oscars. I have no idea. I don't even know the difference between the two, (laughs) but I was watching this thing on social media where he said, like, my hero is me five years from now, me 10 years from now. And I'm always thinking about that. I always want to hold space for who I want to be. And first creating a physical environment where you feel like you can step into that, I feel like that's important. And also creating a space where you can also show up just as you are in the present and having that be okay is really important too. So there's two things going on here and I hope that this is clear. And I'm sorry if I'm restating too much, but I'm talking about the metaphorical pieces of yourself that you really wanna let go, the identity that you wanna shed, who you are right now and how you wanna step into the best version of the self that you are in the future and what characteristics you want to embody, who you want to show up fully as for other people too. So important. But also, I'm also talking about the physical stuff. I'm talking about like the physical stuff in your house. Like, is there stuff that you want to let go or get rid of? Is there things that you need to let go and and, and get away? Maybe like for you, it's clothes in your closet that don't fit anymore. Maybe it's the thing that's like, oh, I keep holding on to that dress in the closet because someday I might be that size again. I might be that size again. I'm just going to hold on to those clothes in the closet. Let those clothes go. Embrace the body that you're in right now. Or maybe it's those old shoes that you keep thinking that you're going to wear on, you know, just like crummy days of going in the mud, but you have three pairs of shoes that you have for just going in the mud. Do you need three, right? Can you let some of those things go? Whatever it is. How you are right now and how you want to fully show up, all of that can be accepted in this place, but it takes work and it takes sifting. And so just like that dress that you might have in your closet or those clothes that you might have in your closet right now of just like holding on to like that past version of how you once were, can you let that go? What would that feel like to let that part of your identity go if it's tied to your weight? What would it feel like if you let that part of your identity go that feels tied to your food choices and how you make food choices? What would it feel like to let part of your identity go, that identity that is so maybe fixated on exercise, right? Or movement or sports, right? You can have that be a part of you, but what part of that has served you that you want to hold on to, and what part of that can you let go? More so, what part of that is rooted in diet culture as I'm talking about this, right? Like, what part of that is rooted in your own food and body stuff that's weighing you down right now? What is not serving you in the realm of food and body stuff that's weighing you down right now? Those old diet books, those old dieting books, ditch them in the garbage, right? You're not going back to those past diets, right? What about the scale? Is the scale something that's serving you or is it something that's not really serving you right now? How do you feel about using the scale? Do you feel better using the scale or do you often feel worse? Does it impact your day? Does it impact how you feel about the day? Permission to throw away your scale. Permission to throw, throw away your food scale too while we're at it. Permission to throw away that food scale. If it's not serving you and it's so time consuming and it's taking all of your effort and your energy... You're not really feeling expansive making food anymore, knowing that you have to weigh it out. Permission to throw away all of those dieting tools, all of the clothes that don't fit. All of the past versions of yourself that were so fixated on weight loss. And maybe that's a current version of yourself too. And maybe there are parts of that that you want to hold on to. Maybe in a prior weight loss journey, you realized how important nutrition is. Maybe you've realized that you like exercise and certain types of exercise. There can be a lot of good that you want to hold on to through dieting. There can be a lot of good there, but also there can be a lot that you can let go of as you look forward to embracing the next version of yourself. And I'm always on here knowing that you're already an intuitive eater. You just haven't discovered it yet. (laughs) And maybe that next version of yourself is you rediscovering your intuitive eater Right, You reconnecting with your body and with yourself and ditching that dieting identity that you've been on before, ditching all the dieting tools and that dieting identity that people know you of or as or in the pursuit of all the time and more embracing this next version of yourself that maybe even can love yourself, that maybe even can find a way to respect the body that you're in a little bit more. And maybe that can find joyful movement. Maybe you can hold that place for yourself too. Not movement in the form of punishment, but moving to feel good with the body, working with the body, not against the body. Maybe you can hold that version of yourself for yourself as you ditch that dieting mentality, as you ditch that dieting identity. You can imagine I was thinking about all these things as I was unpacking things in my house today. (laughs) I was thinking of all of these concepts, all of these things, as I'm sorting through literal things and thinking about all of the other things that I've wanted to throw away. And I keep on throwing away parts of myself, too, that were so focused on dieting, parts of myself that were so focused on health at the detriment of my health. I'm still sifting, I'm still doing the work, I'm still trying to accept myself as I am right now with you here on the show. And I think it's important to really bring that to the surface too, that this is work. And really knowing how you want to show up for yourself to be your own hero in five or ten years, and how you want your relationship with your food and your body to be in five or ten years, I'm here to hold space for you, for whatever that version looks like for yourself too here. And take this tip to sift through, sift through your stuff. And maybe as you're sifting through your stuff, you think about your food and body stuff too. And how you literally want to shed parts of your identity that was tied to your food and body stuff and how you want to let that go. So you can create space to live truly a bigger, bolder, brighter life. And to step into that fully so you can show up to things in life. To living a more purposeful life. Cool. Holy cats. Thank you for listening into this episode. It's been such a fun weekend. I... I'm feeling so good and so warm and so full and complete, yet also tired and exhausted right now coming to you on this show. (laughs) But I want to clue you in on, um, before we go, I want to clue you in on a couple of interviews that I have coming up for you um, in the next podcast. So on Thursday of this week, I am so excited to deliver to you a show with my coach and my guide. Casey Berglund, yes, the owner of Worthy and Well. She's going to be hopping on the show this Thursday. And this is a special episode. This is a longer form episode where we do a true embodiment exercise. And so um, you might want to listen to this episode um, at home or in, again, in a space where you feel like it's it's sacred, where you can show up as the fullest, total, complete version of you, Um, that is maybe where you want to listen to this episode coming out on Thursday, because Casey's going to lead us through an embodiment exercise as she helps us uncover what the world would look like if we all let our bodies lead. Ooh, I get shivers just thinking about it. It is a marvelous, marvelous episode. You don't want to miss out. Then, a week from that Thursday, actually, Paula, uh, current slash prior clients of mine, we're working a little bit intermittently right now, Paula, a dear friend of mine, I'd like to call her as well, not just a client, but a friend. She's going to be joining me at the kitchen table as well, and she's going to be talking about how she found intuitive eating and how it's changed her life. And ways beyond food and body stuff. So I hope that you tune in to those two great, great interviews I have coming up. Um, I have Kelsey. I'm going to take her in a post soon. She's going to be hopping on the podcast too. We've just got so much fire to drop on the show. And thank you so much for being here with me for it. Um, I... I'm feeling this is part of my most purposeful work, being with you here at the kitchen table, and I thank you for that. And so if you have a moment, the greatest gift that you could give to me at this time is subscribing to the podcast, rating the podcast, give it a five-star review. Um, You can leave a comment there. Of course, I read them all and I appreciate them all, but it doesn't have to be anything too terribly long if you don't have the time. And lastly, feel free to screenshot and share this episode maybe with somebody who you know is doing some sifting of their physical or metaphorical stuff that they've got going on as well. So rate, subscribe, screenshot, and share. All of that is so deeply appreciated. It helps me get on the charts, uh, breaking through all of the dieting podcasts out there in the podcast space. So thank you so much for that. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode that comes out on Thursday. All right. Have an amazing Monday.